Burgers are best fresh from the grill. Well, more specifically, burgers with Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. It's so rich and creamy that it instantly makes any burger irresistible. And what backyard barbecue is complete without some potato salad? Not just any potato salad, of course. Potato salad highlights the rich, creamy goodness of Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. So if you want to take your barbecue season to the next level, stock up on Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. For great recipe ideas, visit hellmans.com. They say every dog has its day, but when you're Lulu and your parents drive a Camry, every day is your day. The roomy rear seat is the perfect, whoa, is that the dog park? Backseat besties, it's a Camry vibe. The all-new, all-hybrid Camry. Toyota, let's go places. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Fantasy freaks and geeks, what's up? You're listening to the NFL Fantasy Live podcast. James Coe here with you. We are, oh my gosh, fast approaching the end of the fantasy season. It's not the end of the fantasy, it's not the end of the regular uh, NFL season because obviously they got the playoffs, but for fantasy it doesn't matter because you're in the fantasy playoffs right now. Or you're not. Or you're not. Uh, I tell <laughs> you what, if you're listening to this podcast, most likely you're still in. Or you, just enjoy, enjoy like our, or, we, we're so or you just enjoy yeah, you our crappy enjoy our, our, company. Yeah, you enjoy our digital company. That's that's why. That's I, uh, that I would just, be I highly inaccurate. gave our listeners an exclusive uh, peek behind the curtain by tweeting out the rundown. <laughs> oh, did you? Yeah. Perfect. Uh, I, so <laughs> this will be well, fun. This will well be great. Composed. Which is which is good stuff This because this is a live recording, obviously. Uh, if, yes. you know, so you well go to, if you had missed it yeah. earlier, go back to the timeline and All you right. can see exactly <clears throat> what we're thinking. When this we is how we chose exactly. together. When we, uh, when we put our brains together and <laughs> compose the great fantasy content. All right. Uh, we got Matt Franchise here. What's up? Hey, hey. Uh, WizKid from Wisconsin, Alex Kigalhar. What's cracking? Not too much. I'm going to stand for part of this podcast because wow. I was just like, I was feel like plump from the holidays and stuff. Okay. And uh, Sundays, I literally sit at my desk. I was realizing this earlier today. I'm like, I sit and aside from like going to the bathroom or eating, I literally don't move or going to the couch for like 14 plus hours on Sunday. Dude, it's so bad. <laughs> well, I get up and work out in the morning. It's good. I, I can't. I'm, yeah, I'm in a chair yeah. by like 730 and I don't leave Perfect. until nine or 930. So. Like good it. God, dude. You are here for an awful long time. MG, my guy, Marcus Grant, what's cracking? Well, I'm happy that I sit uh, to the, I guess, to the left of you all, so yes. I'm looking to my right. All right. Because my neck is stiff, and so when I try to look Ooh. to the left, I'm like Batman, and I have to turn my whole body. Ba- Batman. <laughs> Batman. 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 Yes. The, the yes. Batmans? Yes. As Batman. I tweeted earlier today, I, I said, I feel like Batman, but not in the heroic ass-kicking sense, more in the I have to turn my whole body to look to the left. Right. So I'm glad you're not going to do the whole pod in a Batman voice either. Like you don't want me to talk like this for the next hour. That's not that's not Batman. That is a lifelong smoker. <laughs> Min. Smoker Min. Smoker Min. 
This is going to be a really bad show. Yeah, already off to a great start. <laughs> Pat Hartman, what's up? Oh, man, I'm I'm good. I was speaking of getting uh, plump for the holidays. I was telling Marcus on the way up here. I was All like, right. I don't really have that much to daily dap today. Maybe I could daily dap the five extra pounds I've gained since Thanksgiving. Holy hell. Ugh, oh. gross. Uh, oh. We are going to be talking about some surprise performances. We'll ask whether or not they can keep it going. Ty Montgomery, Derek Henry, John Brown, all good performances here in Week 15. Can they keep it going? Not only for for this season, but hmm, possibly into next season as well. We'll hit, of course, the waiver wire. We'll talk about who was good, who was bad, and then we'll close out with Daily Dash. But as always, we start with your top headlines. The camera highlights in the world of sports. Breaking news. Breaking news. Breaking news. Breaking news. Breaking news. The whistles go. I like turtles. We continue to follow breaking news. Don't watch the news. All right, we'll start in Jacksonville. Top story, really, in the real NFL. I guess a little bit in fantasy, too. Gus Bradley fired. <laughs> I love the fact that they fired him. I mean, they could not wait to get back to Jacksonville. They fired him immediately post game. And then had him fly on the charter on the way home with the rest of the team. That is so awkward. What, what's even weirder is apparently they had decided to fire him after the Vikings game. Like, they were like, yep, we're going to fire him, but then they didn't fire him until now. But I they mean, still let him on the – I'm, I'm waiting for a team to just get – I mean, we had the Lane Kiffin firing in the lobby of the airport. Uh, we had uh, this one, which is post-game, and, and basically, you know, Gr- Gus Bradley had to uh, fly back on the team chart. I'm waiting for somebody to get fired mid-game. Yeah. Calling it down from, like, the press box and just, hey, bud, you should probably just in the locker room at halftime. They give him a phone with an Uber on it. Yeah, <laughs> it's like here you go. We'll it'll be like it'll be like we'll uh, this. You know, it'll be like Varsity Blues when. Oh, uh, oh that's right. Yeah. You know when Kilmer doesn't come out at halftime, yeah, and instead right. you know Paul Walker coaches the yep. team to victory. I like it. You know, it's gonna happen. Huh. At some point, I really it's don't gonna think it will. Okay. I don't yeah. mean to don't mean to pour cold water on that, yeah. but <laughs> well, you are the buzzkill per, Typical. per one list. Typical. True. All right. Uh, I'll say this. Doug Marone, now the interim head coach. Uh, he was a former OC uh, in New Orleans. They opened up a little bit and uh, in Buffalo as well. They tried to go introduce a few more spread-type uh, offenses. And, of course, he was a head coach at Syracuse where he tried to instill more of a spread look there in New York as well. All right, so uh, Doug Marone, now the interim head coach there in Jacksonville. I'll, I'll throw it out to you guys. Does it open up the offense a little bit. Week 16, they take on Tennessee, a secondary that has been gashed repeatedly over the last couple of months. I'll ask you guys, does Doug Marone have any impact on the offense? Doesn't yeah. matter for fantasy. <laughs> that. Is it true, wondering. though? I mean, I don't know. I mean, at this point, I just don't see anything changing so drastically that you're going to rush. I mean, we're talking about fantasy championship week for a lot of people. Okay. And Look, if you weren't starting any of these guys, I mean, you know, we're long past the point where, you know, Allen Robinson or Allen Hearns or any of those guys were viable. Marquise Lee is a fun sleeper to talk about, but you're right. not really rolling with him. There are no running backs. There, you know, Blake Bortles is too much of a liability. So is there's Blake nothing- Bortles done? That's that's this, the big problem. This is the most interesting question. Well, that was that was going to be the big problem. Is it doesn't matter what Doug Marone is going to do to the offense because Blake Bortles isn't going to be able to get it to his wide receivers. He's a completely broken quarterback. He had 92 yards yesterday. Oh. Total. Yikes. So that's but, it. But and and there were reports of uh, as well that uh, whoever the next head coach is won't get pressure from management to start Blake Bortles, despite the fact that they spent a high draft pick on him. So I guess yeah. I'll ask you this: if that's true, is Blake Bortles done? 
for this season. I no. mean, I'm not, I mean, in terms of like the Jaguars or fantasy. Uh, you, well, you think he gets both? Are basically. you implying like he gets benched? Yeah. At this point, I don't know. They should have done that several weeks, weeks ago. ago if they wanted to save any sort of semblance of their offense. But I think the more interesting question is, is he done for next year? Because while you, they say that they're not going to put any pressure on him, you know, they are still re- retaining their general manager, which I think is a move you can question too because they have whiffed on a lot of picks and a lot of free agent signings. And Gus Bradley, even today, I mean, he kind of – his response when they asked about Blake Bortles' play this season was pretty interesting. He said, did not meet his own expectations or what was sent out. I'd say that's a question to ask him. This really stings. It hurts that team. My hope is that the sting hurts enough that it really challenges Blake to go – him, to Blake Bortles, to go in another direction. Uh, I thought that was a really telling quote based on – a lot of what is said about Blake Bortles behind right. the scene, work ethic, and all that. Yeah, and yep. and many other questions like that. So I I don't know because I think it's going to take a wholesale miracle job to fix him as a quarterback. But I don't know. We we have seen him productive at the NFL level before. But I, I in terms of whether he's done or not, I I don't know. I think that you could certainly see him as the starting quarterback again next year, which is depressing. I got, I got some serious questions as to whether or not he even plays in Week 16. Chad Henney's back there. I know he's not great, but again, he's been. I mean, Bortles has been such a disaster. And if there's no management pressure to keep him in the starting lineup, why not? If Except you're, if you're Doug Marone, why why not try and keep him in there and prove you can fix him? Right, as, a can, as an option for yourself to be head coach. And, so. and I, I just think you know what's the point of going to Chad Heaney? You know, you know he's not your quarterback. It's in the not future. like Bryce Petty or something's waiting <laughs> right. in the wings and like right. we should give this kid a look. It's, it's true. Chad Henney. You're not what? trying. You're not trying to save your season for the playoffs. None of that. You might as well just you know let him play out the string. Go, go down with the shit. All right, we'll go to Houston. Ding dong, the witch is dead. Finally. Oh, <laughs> Brock Osweiler. Benched finally, replaced by Macho Man Tom Savage. Oh, what does it mean for Nuke slash Fuller? Because they said that Savage will retain the starting job going into Week 16 against Cincinnati. It means big things. That's what it means. Oh yeah. Mm. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'm starting Nuke next week. He had 17 targets. <laughs> 17. I think I think 15 of which came. 15 came from, from Savage. Savage. I so. I love it. Because, obviously, I'm the fantasy skeptic and yes. the dude who pours cold water on things on this podcast. Alrighty. He had 17 targets and 87 yards. Well, yeah. And I, look, I'm, I am happy that he has broken the shackles of Brock Osweiler. He has shed. <laughs> that's a he big, shed Brock Osweiler. Shed Brock that's, Osweiler. A big, that's a big improvement. <laughs> right. No, it's like, like he had 87 yards. That was his second highest output, yardage output of the season, right? Oh, and it came on 17 targets. He has shed Brock Osweiler, and that's a plus. <laughs> so I feel like he'll get more catchable targets, but yeah. I'm not – again, I think he's a flex at best. Mm-hmm. I tell you what, man, mm-hmm. if going into next week, if he sees 17 targets again, I think he breaks through in a big time. Yeah, way. after a week of Savage back there taking first team reps. That's what I'm saying. Locking up the chemistry. Right. They are the team announced that Savage will officially start yeah. next week. So that's on the board. Yep. Savage was 23 of 36 at 260 passing yards, no touchdowns, but no interceptions as well. Osweiler on the year 59% completion percentage in today's NFL with Nuke Fuller I mean, all kinds of weapons all over the place. Lamar Miller, 59% completion percentage is awful. Yeah. 14 touchdowns, 16 interceptions. Uh, he was. Jeez. Which, which Bortles, for the record, saw fit to tie, I believe, at the end of that game with his game-stealing <laughs> interception. Yep. Perfect. Brock yep. Osweiler was pulled with the league-leading interceptions, but Bortles was like, bro. Bro, I got, I got you, you now. 
What? I got, got you. you I can do that too. What a disaster. Look. Second year in a row that Bortles leads the league in interceptions? He was doing people a solid, too, because, you know, he waited until, like, the end of the season last year the to take it over Pey- from Peyton right. yeah. Manning, you know? No, no, no. That's great. Yeah. I think uh, so. Very Houston generous. Houston takes on Cincinnati in week 16. I don't know. I've got yep. some, I, I, I've got good feelings about Nuke. Mm-hmm. All right. We'll stay in that same game. ESPN's Bob Holtzman reporting that A.J. Green will likely play Ooh. in week 16, barring a setback. Uh, again, A.J. Green has that hamstring injury. He tested it pregame in week 15, didn't go. There is obviously a risk of re-injury, but I will say this. He's 36 yards away, is A.J. Green, from 1,000 yards. It would be six straight seasons with 1,000 or more yards tying Randy Moss's streak, and he's the only other player, Randy Moss, is to have six straight 1,000-yard seasons. It's pretty yeah. good. Yeah. yeah, yeah, pretty good company. Uh, so I'll, I'll ask you guys this: AJ Green uh, expectations there? Well, I, th- I think you can expect him to try to get out and play. It's dangerous though to to mess with the hamstring though. You know he could suffer a a subsequent injury based off that. That that tends to happen with hamstring injuries. But I, I would expect if he gets out there that you know he'd see a reasonable level of usage. Yeah. Is Houston good in the secondary, bad in the secondary? They have been up and down, uh, especially of late. They're missing some good starters. Yeah. I, did Jonathan Joseph, is he still hurt? He didn't play this past he week. He didn't play this but past I think week. I mean, he's kind of been on the verge of coming right. back for a while. Because he has like a lung injury, which I don't even know how the hell you diagnose a lung injury as an idiot in a podcast studio. But uh, <laughs> So he may play, he might play, he might not. Uh, you know, they had given up a big game to Jordy Nelson. They gave up a big, big game to T.Y. Hilton before that. So okay. I, I, I think that if he comes back, Green certainly has potential. This game is also on NFL Network on Saturday night. Hello. Oh, wow. Company man. I like Savage Christmas Eve, guys. Boom. Hey, man. But, yeah, I mean, if if A.J. Green goes, you're going to start him. I think think you have. You got to start him. Is that true? Yeah, I think you have. Would you leave him on your bench? I would. I don't know. Weird. (laughs) Well, it also depends on who else you have out there. If you have guys that are, like, on fire right now. I guess I'm worried about, you know, obviously. (laughs) <laughs> I'm worried about the uh, the re-injury aspect, um, and and here's the other thing: if he just gets that 36 yards, gosh, I wonder if if he gets to like 50 and is like, you know what, man, I'm That's good. Enough. I'm yeah. good. I got a thousand. I ro- I, I reach my benchmark. Since by the way, Cincinnati's out of the playoff picture. Oh, out of the playoffs. So I mean, it's not like they're quote unquote playing for anything. Yeah, because you know I mean? the Steelers beat them <laughs> barely. Yeah. <laughs> the the pathetic oh, up and down Steelers. Wow. Uh, hey, by the way, you owe me yes. a be- you owe me a beer. Why is that? Because Brandon LaFell outproduced Tyler Boyd while they were gone. Well, Green was out. I thought we were months. waiting until the end of the season. No, it was in the games where Green was going to miss. Mm. Sources? Oh, I see. So if Green comes back. He comes back, you owe me a beer. Oh. 31 targets for 18 catches, two, okay. 246 yards and a touchdown for Brandon LaFell. Oh. Tyler Boyd, 24 targets, 17 so catches, tricky. 190 yards and a touchdown. Oh, my gosh. So tricky. You got to pay attention. Okay. So, yeah, you owe all me right. a beer. I do owe I you win. a beer. Just, just let that less, be a lesson wow. to all. That, what is the lesson? That what? That usage, <laughs> that usage is the only thing that dictates upside, not the fact that one player is younger than the other or is less of a known quantity. What? Wait, what? Yeah. What about talent? Nobody cares about talent. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, and if you're producing fantasy points, it doesn't matter. 
as much as usage. All right, let's let's keep rolling. I was like, are you guys done? Because I'm not paying attention to what you're saying. It's an important it's an important lesson whether it be whether it be a gross one or not with these two particular players. I will buy you a beer. I will not agree. Also, look, we also we're also not counting the rest of that game where AJ Green was out. Where if you factor that in, they're much more. Yeah, but that's because for one, we couldn't make the bet mid game, obviously. True. And, and it's not a bet. It's a proposition. Right. Okay. Uh, the, the, right. The, 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 the suggestion of something that might happen over the other is Holy what I'd hell. like to call We're it. staying in the AFC North. Terrell Pryor tore a finger ligament. Uh, he's going to try to play through it, according to reports. They take on San Diego in week 16. Yeah. All right. Darren, oh, do you have a – My buddy just said it's it's probably uh, his middle finger that he's been giving to RG3 the last two games. That's, oh. that's, that's the finger he tore the ligament in. <laughs> that's a joke, but – that's, that's a pretty good joke. If you own uh, – that was Amos Lee texted me that. Oh, humble brother. If you own Terrell Pryor the last two weeks, you're like, what the heck, man? I know. Well, I just think I just saw a tweet that he's completed like 18 of 40-something passes to wide receivers in his playing – RG3. 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 Yeah. So bad. It's pretty good. All right. Uh, you're not playing TPS, I don't think. No. no. In your championship game. All right. Sproles is expected back Thursday. Remember, they play Thursday to the Philadelphia Eagles against the New York Giants. So uh, if you have Sproles, are you okay playing Sproles? The Giants have been really good defensively. Yeah. Yeah. I don't that was know. <laughs> Probably not. That was the most uh, unenthused well, yes ever. part of it is, you know. I mean, running back is a mess. Running back is a mess. It's except, a mess. Except that what a mess. With, with Sproles, he's done most of his work kind of between the 20s. And hasn't really done enough of it to make you feel confident about putting him in your lineup. I mean, yeah. the, the thing is, you know, Ryan Matthews, his usage has sort of been up and down. I know I've championed him on this podcast and stuff. But he had a good game. He, did, <laughs> no, he, he had a great game. game. No, he, had, he had a really good Against game this week. top run yep, I was defense. wrong. Sorry, everybody. But, you were wrong. But wrong. part of it, I mean, part of part of the reason he had a good game was because there was really nobody else there, you know. Uh, Smallwood's gone. Sproles was out. Barner is not going to really get a whole lot of opportunity. And they wanted to keep the ball out of Carson Wentz's hands. So right. it was a perfect storm there. Yeah. Um. When there are multiple guys back there, the problem is, uh, at least for Sproles, he's the between this one he's guy. Matthews retains some value because he happens to be the goal line guy. Exactly. And, uh, and I guess you know, I, Harmon, I, I was you know, we've kind of been jokingly going back and forth about Jeremy Hill, and I guess I should you know, <laughs> I should kind of plug Ryan Matthews into the same category because they're kind of in a lot of ways the same sort of guy. I don't know. I would say that Ryan Matthews, when he gets as we saw when he gets 20 touches or, or something of the like, he can actually produce good games. Jeremy Hill, <laughs> not really, but he, Jeremy Hill, he has odds to score a touch. He gets 20 <laughs> touches in 40 yards. It, it, I would say that, that uh, Matthews is actually good when he's on the field, which is you know very rare. The thing for me with Sproles, like even earlier in the season when he was healthy and Matthews was healthy, he was out. Sproles was out snapping Matthews for a lot of those games, and then Matthews, they just put Matthews in on the goal line, and then he gets the touchdown, and then he ends up with more fantasy points. And very- Does having Sproles back kill Ryan Matthews? Maybe a little bit, or no? A little, but I, again, I still think Matthews gets those goal line carries. Yeah. And I, I don't know, I mean, maybe... At some point, you would think Doug Peterson looks around and says, you know, this Matthews guy 
can be productive. He's run hard all year long. What, what you guys touches. have basically told me makes me feel really crappy about playing Ryan Matthews on Thursday. No, no, no. No, no, no and, and I'll explain why. Because okay. because the Giants are very good defensively. Now, if you're they telling are. me that Ryan Matthews is going to be the guy in the red zone, how many red zone opportunities are they really going to face? The Ravens are a good defense, too. Yeah, I think, I think that – I think Wendell it's a Smallwood being out level. is a bigger deal than Sproles being out. Smallwood's on IR, so right. yeah, because Sproles was going to come in there anyways and take passing game work, which really isn't. I think Ryan Matthews can catch passes, but he's not going to catch passes over Darren Sproles in this offense. So if Smallwood's not there, you know, chipping away just five to eight carries, which doesn't sound like a lot, but if you're chipping that away from a potential 20-carry workload, it does end up making a big difference. So I think the fact that really he's the only early down option they have, I think that's a bigger deal than Sproles being back. Okay. All right, let's talk about some surprising performances and whether or not they can keep it going, not only for Week 16, but into 2017 as well. Ty Montgomery, what was he, the RB3? This week, he was uh, yeah, tremendous. RB3 or RB2. Uh, 162 rush yards, two touchdowns, no James Starks. That's obviously important. He was a late-week scratch because of a car accident and the subsequent concussion that he suffered in that car accident. Ty Montgomery was in there, and so shockingly, Christian Michael also had a good game as well as he broke off a long run. See woke See woke <laughs> Sip some still, tea. Still woke, baby. <laughs> He lives. Shot out of a cannon again. He tends to nap every now and then, but he wakes up again. See, woke. Uh, <clears throat> week 16, the Packers take on Minnesota. Does Ty Montgomery keep it going or not? Definitely. Definitely. I mean, yeah. not to the tune of 163 yards yeah. or whatever was he had. Okay. Um, maybe not that, but I think they realize he is their best option at running back now. 80 and a touch. What is that? So that, that'd be uh, 14? Yep. Okay. More or less than 14. Let's go around the horn. Uh, I think more. Minnesota just got worked over by old man Frank Gore and Robert Turbin. Uh, they're coming on the road. The Packers offense is clicking. I think uh, if James Montgomery, Starks might come back, though. If the, if Mike McCarthy starts giving the ball to James Starks oh, again, God. I'm going to hop in my car, brother. drive to Green Bay, and I'm going <laughs> to slap him in the face. Brother, you better gas up that car right now. <laughs> you could fly. It'd That's the, yeah. It, <laughs> It would be a little more effective if you fly. No, I want yeah. the time to stew on it. Oh. I want to surprise him. Right? Well, you know, Bro, whatever. gas up that car right now. It's happening. No, oh, I man. think I think the trend in Montgomery's playing time, too, the last few weeks culminated in him playing on, I think, 84% Correct. of the offensive plays this week. Yeah. Okay. They were tr- waiting for him to get right and waiting for him to learn all of the plays and get right. accustomed to the playbook and running from behind the line of scrimmage. And that all came to fruition this week. Yeah, and I think if you you've been if you haven't been following the career arc of Ty Montgomery this season, he had the sickle cell trait. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had to first of all, they had to figure out what was wrong with them, and then they had to give him the appropriate medication and, and uh, diagnosis and and all of those things. So I think he is finally starting to get healthy, and they also had to figure out that James Starks was uh, not good, bad. So that took a while. That 84% snap rate that you mentioned that was the highest of any Packers running back all year, which certainly wow. had including to- Eddie Lacy. Yes. Wow. Yeah, well, I mean, I, that has a lot to do with Starks being out, and they don't want to use Kristen Michael in too big of a role because he just got there, and, you know, they are playbook Nazis there in Green yeah. Bay. So I, I don't know. I think that I certainly don't see why he couldn't keep it up uh, against those Vikings. All right, there you go. Uh, into next season, can, I'm going to make a bold prediction right now. Oh. oh. I'm going <laughs> to say Tom Montgomery is an end-of-the-first-round guy. What? Oh my God. You're crazy. No way. That's Ooh. bold. End of the first round? I'm going to say he's an end of the first round guy right now. Absolutely not. Yeah, I don't think I he think is. they're cutting ties with Eddie Lacy. 
I don't well, think he's gonna, that's I don't, not going to make him. An I don't end think of the he's coming back, guy though, brother. He's a running back in a Packers offense. So is Eddie Lacy, and he was an end of the first round guy. I mean, the problem is there's just no there's there's no guarantees that he ends up as the the only guy. Back I'm not even I'm not even saying it's going to be good value. I'm just I'm just you think it's just going to get out of control. That's it's going to be what inflated. I'm yeah, well, there certainly could be a lot of. Puff pieces, you know. Uh, and Rich Rebar posed this question on uh, Twitter.com this morning. He said, how high will he go? And he said, for reference, Duke Johnson got up into the fourth round. Hello. At That's some point re- last now, summer. But so see, I could, I could believe that. I could see a scenario where you were talking about Ty Montgomery as like a fourth. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, no, I, I, I could see him. Oh I could God. see him creeping into. Fourth round. Ra- brother, he is 100. Pre- I, I, will t- <laughs> I will tell you this. If they cut Eddie Lacy, there is a zero percent chance he gets out of the second round. Zero percent chance. Interesting. But my, my favorite they don't response. Draft anyone, or you know, I, I was going to say sign somebody in free agency, but I know that yeah, the, they the, don't do That's that. not the Packers. Yeah, do my my favorite response to that question by Rich Rebar was someone replied somewhere ahead of Todd Gurley. Oh. <laughs> Look, James. First round, I just yeah. feel is aggressive. Rounds two yeah. to three honestly oh, would have been my guess for yeah, Rebar's thing because yeah, it's going to build into too. a fever pitch if they don't, I agree. if they don't draft one of those high profile running backs because it's a deep class. Yeah. Like if they pass on Cook and Fournette and stuff in the first couple rounds and maybe take somebody in round four or five, then everybody's going to want to jump the Packer, on Montgomery. Well, first of all, that's the Packer way. I mean, they took, Ed, they took Eddie Lacy in round two. If the right value that's falls true. to them, they'll take it. That's true. Yeah. All right. Okay. Yeah. But like I said, bold call. I'm I'm saying Ty Montgomery's value is going to climb into the end of the first round. There we go. Uh, bold, bold indeed. Oh, super bold. Uh, Derrick Henry so against Kansas right City, 58 yards, two touchdowns. Week 16, they take on a Jacksonville team that's just an absolute mess right now, as we outlined at the top of the show. Uh, prospects for Derrick Henry, King Henry, in Week 16. Mark Scran. Um, I don't know. I mean, I don't know that I'm confident enough to to play him. I mean. I've been really excited to see him get a little of this extra work. Uh, but really, what capped his day off was the two touchdowns. Otherwise, you know, it's just a, a ho-hum day, and you're not all that excited about it. So, uh, as I always say, touchdowns are fickle beasts. And, and look, the, the Jaguars, for all their issues, defensively, it's not as though they're a dumpster fire, necessarily. Defensively, they're good. Yeah, yeah. so, I mean, that, I don't know, it, just, it all seems to kind of work against me feeling really confident about Derrick Henry this week. I it, say we defer to the noted uh, Derrick Henry truther slash lover in the room, and that's Matt Franchise, so. Hit me, Franchise. What do you have to he say? He only played 16 snaps oh. on Sunday. Okay. So that's kind of a red flag. All right. He, he got lucky. He got the two red, the red zone touchdowns. Uh, but DeMarco Murray dominated touches, and I think he had something like 140 scrimmage yards. Like, Murray's still the guy. He still gets work as a pass catcher. And like Marcus said, Henry just got lucky with the touchdown. So I don't know. I'm not confident in starting him next week. If you have no other options, throw him in there in the flex and hope for the best. But I, I will say, you know, he did uh, he did have five red zone carries, mm-hmm. which he obviously – and landed with the two touchdowns. DeMarco Murray had the same amount of red zone carries as James Coe, that being none. Zero. <laughs> and I, I haven't seen anything as to, like, why or – Well, they probably just view that giant monster yeah, that is Derrick Henry. He's so a, big. Right, he's huge. Yeah. All right. Well, that's interesting. John, I don't know. I mean – How about at wide receiver John Brown versus New Orleans? 81 yards and a touchdown. Oh, thank God. I will <laughs> – <laughs> <laughs> I- <laughs> Been, why, why? Thank God! What? It's been such a tough year for oh, yeah. for John Brown, who's hundred percent, who's been who's you know been one of my favorite receivers in the league for a long time. All right, so let me let me stay with you, Matt Harmon. Okay? okay, no Michael Floyd now. I mean, he's completely out of the picture. 
is John Brown back on the fantasy radar. Week 16, they travel to Seattle. But smallish, fast wide receivers have given Seattle some problems historically. Mm -hmm. Is John Brown back on the radar for Week 16? I I don't know. They travel to Seattle. That's going to be pretty brutal with a team that can't pass protect. The the thing about John Brown is, yeah, he popped back up on the radar, but he still only played 59% of the snaps. I don't think they're going to give him like a full snap load all season, you know, after the whole sickle cell thing went down with him, too. The the thing is, like, you know, J.J. Nelson's a nice player, but he got 11 targets yesterday. Like, I don't really feel like it's necessary to give J.J. Nelson a 11 freaking targets. He played 78% of the plays, though, too. It was yeah, the he, second highest total of the year. Yeah, he was the number two. Who did, John Brown or J.J. Nelson? JJ Nelson. JJ Nelson. Got it. Brown was the number three at 59%. Thing is, though, too, like Fitzgerald for pretty much the third year in a row has is slowing down yeah. to like a snail pace here at the end of the year since week 11. He's he had less at, than 50 yards, right? He's averaged 52.6 yards per game since week 11, and Wee. he's only hit double-digit targets once, which is something he did six out of the nine games prior to that. So. Woof. Not good. Like I said, this is like the third year in the row that's happened. So maybe Brown gets back on the radar, but I think you're just kind of hoping for next year for him. All right, so for next year, uh, Alex Gelhar, what are your prospects for John Brown? I don't know. I'll have to see how his health holds up in the offseason. But if anything, I mean, he was that trendy, like, early to mid-round sleeper this year, and he's probably going to fall into the trendy later-round sleeper this year. I do wonder, though, because Carson Palmer's going to be another year older. Uh, he says yeah. he's coming back. But I know he is, and uh, yeah, I'm not sure. That's uh, the big thing. They're yeah. gonna have they're gonna have to take a long look at quarterback uh, in the draft. They, they're gonna take a long look at offensive line in that. I was draft, gonna say, yeah. which they're is take a long look at a lot of things <laughs> in that draft. They're gonna take a long look at David Johnson this offseason, I think. <laughs> That's about all they can look at. You I see mean, the Arians quote. What by about the, way, the numbers? That, they that can look David, at those. David Johnson got double teamed when he lined receiver. up out wide yeah. this past week. I mean, I don't blame him. I don't mean defensively. I don't blame a team for doing that. I mean, this has been. A nightmare at those other receivers. All right, this is a non-fantasy question, but I was thinking yes. about this on my way in listening to MVP talk on the ATN podcast. Uh, do the Cardinals have a win this year without David Johnson? I, no. What? He's no. single hand. Well, maybe because of Larry Fitzgerald, but David Johnson, I think, has seven multi-touchdown games this year. He has 17 total touchdowns and almost 2,000 total yards. 800 receiving yards. 800 I mean, hundred receiving yards. No, no, I get that. I get that. But, I mean, there it's not like you just evaporate two grand and 17 touchdowns, right? Like, there's replacement level value, right? So, yeah. like, I don't know. Um, I, yeah, they win so, a game. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, huh. they, they win a game. I mean, Bruce they, they would. I mean, they would win. A game, a game. They've only won like five uh, with yeah. all that production. That's they, what that's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's but true. they would. I mean, it's still a running back. That's true. I don't, I don't think know. I don't think this year has has Gosh, changed the the tone of that running backs don't matter as much to win. That's <laughs> it's actually true though. They've only won five games. They've, They've won only won five, five games, games with a guy that has nearly two thousand <laughs> yards and seventeen total touchdowns. That's which actually, is that's kind actually of the, a good that's, point. The, that that's kind of a point though to the counter that like what does it even really matter all of that rushing production? Yeah. All, but I mean all those all those offensive yards and and the points yeah. that he did get that contributed to those wins. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. All right, so I'm, I'm so I'm looking. I mean, week six. They beat the Jets twenty-eight to three. Yeah, and that's a dub. David Johnson, well, he he scored three uh, touchdowns. He, he scored three. Yeah, but they had one. He had the a one Carson Palmer one. to Michael Floyd. So right. boom, boom, boom. So they would have won seven-three <laughs> if David Johnson didn't exist. All right, it is week. We're going into week sixteen. Um, it, the waiver wire is thin, and I don't even know if it's relevant. Uh, given that if you're in your championship game at this point, you probably have your guys. 
Yeah. But Alex Gelhart, the whiz kid from Wisconsin, will run us down through some notable names that you could pick up uh, right now to either help you in a championship or possibly to block your opponent. Yeah, there were just with this the waiver wire, like you said, everybody's pretty much got their roster set in stone. But there's a couple guys that you might want to pick up if you're looking for some boom or bust appeal, or maybe you had been relying on a Brandon Marshall or Larry Fitzgerald who's fading down the stretch. So. Ty Montgomery, I think people are still worried about him. He's owned, unowned in quite a few leagues. So. Is that true? Yeah. Well. I mean, our our things are always <laughs> skewed, but even still, he's... Uh, he's not universally owned. I know that. He is not. No. no. And for a player who... I put him in the waiver wire column last week, but since the playoffs, I don't think, you know, not a ton of people were rushing out to get him, but right. he should be a top name. Um, Kenneth Farrow st- saw a fair amount of volume, but was... Uh, Ineffective. Dis- disappointed, yep. but uh, he is playing the Browns this coming week. So also, keep an eye on whether or not Melvin Gordon is coming back. True. This week. But he's a name to look for if maybe you need some safety in the flex or okay. your running backs are crushed. Uh, Dontrell Inman, same team. He uh, Tyrell Williams left the concussion. Uh, I don't know if he's been cleared yet or will be, but Inman's kind of been their number one wide receiver for the last few weeks anyway, so he's a guy to look at. Inman. Kenny Stills, deep threat. He's, he's kind of on fire. Why not? Robbie Anderson <laughs> is crushing it with Bryce Petty. Cameron Meredith has seen a ton of targets for the Bears. They're playing Washington, uh, who has been beat up by quarterbacks recently, not saying Matt Barkley will, but, again, these are desperation plays. Uh, Hunter Henry uh, is playing the Browns, and he's caught some tight ends recently. Caught some tight ends. Caught some touchdowns Why are you raising recently. the roof, franchise? Because I've been streaming tight ends for weeks in my league of record, All right. and I made the championship. Yeah, all and the I used Hunter Henry? No, I just dropped him ahead of this week because I was like he he hadn't been doing anything. Okay, went with Jack Doyle, but I'm trying to get Hunter Henry back for Week 16. So the Browns, oh. the Browns have been so bad at covering tight ends that Charles Clay finished as the tight end two this week, and he only had two. <laughs> he only had two top ten tight end finishes the entire season. Yeah, and nope. he's played every game except for one. But what are your thoughts on this whole trying to get Antonio Gates his whatever they, thousand they touchdown? If they're, if I feel they're like trying, that ship has then, sailed. Yeah, if they're trying, they're not trying very hard. Okay. <laughs> <It was> like, <laughs> Two targets, and, and this week, that's a story I wanted to believe in. I yeah, really me did. Too, me and too. And it just, it just, it hasn't it, like, happened. In near the red zone, where you think they would target Gates, yeah. Henry has six targets. The next closest person is two, and it's not Gates. I don't even know if Gates has a red zone target the last like four or five weeks. All right, Gates is is so close to a thousand years old they can't even get him a touchdown. And so. then uh, <laughs> streaming is kind of a mess, but you know, Colin Kaepernick playing the Rams. If you're desperate, why the heck not? But you can read more. Uh, pick I, even in deep dive too. I went with some more boomer bust guys. JJ Nelson is in there. A couple. Colin Kaepernick finishes I, a top eight play, didn't he? He did. He always does. <laughs> I mean, I mean, he legit- except for that one week. Except when, for when the one week when he we- finished with less than eight points. Right. So in the snow apocalypse in the week after, I think yeah. the only ones in the last seven games he's played where he hasn't been a top ten signal caller. Yep. Interesting. What, what, what? Anybody considering playing Tom Savage next week? If you're Does streaming Lane quarterback, Tom Savage. I mean, if you're if you're streaming quarterback, Not two so quarterback much. league, baby, let's or, go. Or or Matt Moore. Yeah, I would think I would consider Matt Moore maybe ahead of Savage. Aren't they playing New England? Bills on the road. Oh, Bills. Bills. On the, road. Right, the Bills. They're they're well. The Bills are at home. The Dolphins are on the road. I mean, the Bengals. No, I don't know. Neither one really. I just feel like I don't know that I want to put my fantasy championship hopes in the hands of Matt Moore yeah. and or yeah. Tom Savage. I'll tell you what, though. If you're uh, playing <laughs> other formats like Perfect Challenge or uh, Daily no, that, Fantasy, that might be a different, be you know, a, that's a different or, yeah, if discussion. Or, yeah, two-quarterback league or something like but that. But, anyways, you can read all those picks, NFL.com slash waivers, NFL.com slash deep dive for all of them there. You got, I might you just got throw Barkley a... at Washington. Oh, and, uh, dude, yeah. a deep dive. 
Matt Barkley been playing Jesus well. Christ, dude's playing <laughs> well. Put some numbers every week. He's been good. Dude is playing well. I mean, he's bought. You realize he's bought himself like a fifteen-year oh. NFL career. Oh God, yeah. At at worst, as a quarterback, he's gonna get on that. You know that. He's Matt gonna get Moore on the Matt Moore. Yeah. He did yeah. throw. He did throw three picks. He's yesterday. gonna have a. He's gonna yeah, have a career. Terrible. He'll have a career that Mark Sanchez could be envious of. Oh. I was gonna say. I for, I realized when they were t- somehow randomly started talking about Matt Mark Sanchez during the uh, broadcast yesterday, uh, the Sunday night game, and I'm like. Oh, I forgot Mark Sanchez was still around as the number yeah, three quarterback. Just hanging out, taking notes on a bench. Well, apparently they were really trying to play up that he's a big, important piece because of how much For Dak. Da- talking yeah. to Dak Prescott. Jeez. Really, dude? And I was like, I like talking to James Coe, but I don't know if he's that important to this oh operation. Oh, my God. Wow. That is just – wow. Rude. That was <laughs> Rude. Just kidding. Don't touch me. Just kidding. Wow. Don't where touch did, me. Where did that come from? I was – okay. Okay. Just, wow. Just right. kidding. Jeez. Right. Okay, I see how it's going to be. All right, wait. Uh, need to cut the pod for a sec. I, Marcus and I are both in a corpo meeting. I should probably go to it uh, at two. So, franchise, do you think you could swing behind here and just push the button at the end? Sure. Play the stuff. It'll be super simple. I'll come back in and edit it after it's done. Are, are, are we going to leave this in? No, we're going to cut this part out. <laughs> let's leave this in. Yes, we're going to leave this in. Let's leave let's this leave we this think in. we should leave this corpo segue <laughs> let's, in? Let's I not. agree. All right, why not? All right, let's leave it in. All right, who cares? You guys start the next segment. I'm going to turn off my mic for a second to talk to Franchise, and then he'll jump right in. Wow. <laughs> okay. Huh. I was kind of kidding about leaving oh it in. Oh, my God. I want to leave it in. Who cares? Because, because Arby's. Yeah, because Arby's. So what's the next? What's the next Arby's. segment? The next segment is somebody that hosts this show take over quick. <laughs> it's sinking. It's it's talking about who was good. We're gonna do who good, who bad. All right, all right. Let's go. Let's talk to the quarterback Drew Brees. He good. Uh, in a, in, breaking in, news. Yeah, breaking. Uh, three. What is it? Three eighty nine through the air. Four touchdowns. I, I got to be honest with you. It was a bit surprising, was it not? I mean, he well, had two back-to-back this, weeks yeah. where he was. Well, we'd heard all this stuff about the Cardinals' terrible. defense being good, and uh, right. apparently we were we were lied to. At least yesterday we were lied to. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, I think the <laughs> franchise is dancing around. The oh boy, <laughs> isn't this great that we don't have a producer? I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, but anyway, like, <laughs> so the Cardinals' defense. Oh, you're right, though. Like they have some really good pieces. Yeah. But they also have major weaknesses. They're much like the like you know we've talked about the Chiefs being a place you can pick on at the number two corner. And you saw that like it was unbelievable. And I will talk about Brandon Brandon Cooks later. But I'm watching that game, especially when I was on the couch. Like, why wouldn't you put Peterson on Cooks? The Saints ran eighty three play eighty three freaking offensive plays yesterday. Isn't Peterson kind of dinged up though? Yeah, which maybe maybe that had something to do with it. But like he you know only played on over Cooks on sixteen percent of those passing plays, mm-hmm. and they ran over fifty one passing plays. It's just and then I, it was even more mystifying thinking back to week one of last year when Patrick Peterson just erased Brandon Cooks. It was just odd that they didn't you know yeah. choose to do that. I got to think an injury had something to do with that. All right, maybe. how about Matt Moore? Two hundred thirty six yards. He was your quarterback two. Two thirty six through the air. Four touchdowns. That'll that'll help you get to quarterback two when you he only threw eight passes. He he made so Jarvis great. Landry relevant. Oh my god! True. Wow. He brought him back out of retirement. Didn't see that coming. I mean, not. I mean. Woo. I mean, Jarvis Landry, that was a great play by Jarvis Landry. Ew. Yeah, yeah, it that was. was. Uh, Carson Palmer, 318, two touchdowns. He was your quarterback three. Russell Wilson was your quarterback four, 229, through the air, three touchdowns, one interception. All right, let's talk about running back. Devontae Freeman. Ooh, thank you, 49ers. Hello. They got up, what, 21 nothing in the first quarter? First quarter, Quickly, yeah. yes. Yep. Good Lord. Uh, I believe I, I think it's um, well, for the last three weeks – Consecutively, the Niners have allowed a top two fantasy running back. Uh, they've allowed a top two running back six times all season. 
They've allowed a top three running back seven times. So wow. Todd Gurley, also, fantasy champion. So, so I was looking. I was. I was just starting to do my rankings for this week. And okay. Usually, when oh. I get to running back. When I figured out who's number one, my first line is, all right, well, who's playing the 49ers? Right. And then I looked, and I saw that it was the Rams. I was like, oh. And you've had Todd Gurley kind of hanging out in that 33 spot. for Yeah, yeah he's been kind of hanging around there. And so I looked at it. I mean, this is, this is you know, this week in stoppable force against movable object. <laughs> um, Todd Gurley against the 49ers. Like, how funny wow. would it be if he actually racked up like 200? It well, would be awesome. awesome because he got shut be awesome. down in week yeah. one. Oh, yeah, that's He got right. absolutely shut down by the Niners in week one. Right. To be fair, that's but when no, they had a full cast Wasn't of Navarro Bowman still healthy? Bowman yeah, was playing true. both true, of true. their three techniques that they've uh, right. that so, they've they've spent high draft picks on. Something else just to note from this Falcons game, I believe uh, Taylor Gabriel and Austin Hooper both left with injuries. That's right. I think yes. Gabriel After scoring came, touchdowns, but... I, I do think Gabriel came back, but then barely... I mean, he scored a touchdown, but then barely played. I think it was a concussion for him, right? It's a shoulder. I think oh, shoulder. shoulder, you're right. Shoulder. So, I think Gabriel, from what I could tell, Gabriel... Gabriel is going to be fine. Yeah. I think Hooper is very doubtful. I, yeah. I don't know if Hooper's going to come back. And and by the way, that's their second tight end. Yeah. Because Jacob Tammy, uh, their original starter, was put on IR. Hooper and Toy Lolo yeah, were kind of splitting. But they don't throw the tight end that much. Those things are all yeah. factual. All right. There you go. Uh, Shady McCoy. I don't, I, Devon, by the way, Freeman had 100 uh, over basically 150-ish yards, three touchdowns. Shady McCoy, 153 rush yards, two touchdowns. He was very good. Ty Montgomery, 162 and two touchdowns. My first-round draft pick next year. <laughs> oh, I can't even wait. <laughs> we'll be we'll be doing we'll be you guys will be calling me out of the woods in the middle of the summer to do exactly. mock drafts exactly. and James Coast taking yep. Ty Montgomery number ten one oh seven. Look, he's gonna be. I'm telling you. I'm telling you guys. They're gonna let go. They're gonna let go of Lacey. Okay. I feel like dad. Dad's out of the room right now. You I know. know. Franchise. I just yeah. got all these drops cool. at my cool. Cool. Uh, cool. 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 You say, yeah, buddy. All right, here we go. Wow, what an achievement. (laughs) Wow, what an achievement. Uh, Zeke Elliott, 160 on the ground. He had 29 through the air. He also had a touchdown. He's been incredible. He also had a dope uh, touchdown celebration. That was so cool. That was dope. That was dope. And Salvation Army donations spiked because of it. I know. I think. According to sources. And Salvation Army was throwing haymakers on Twitter, but we don't have to talk about that. That was fun. Oh, was that true? That is eh, true. Yeah, they got mad about Zeke. They did no. not get mad. They just uh, somebody else they clapped, got mad. They clapped back at a certain well, sports well, reporter, sports uh, you know, and uh, well, finance reporter. Um, oh, okay, a ro- who may or may who not tends, be a robot who tends to go rogue on Twitter, and the Salvation Army wasn't having none of it. Right. <laughs> Basically, oh. that's exactly Clap. what happened. Great. <laughs> this spot has gotten some life. It's gotten some juice. We're going off the hey, rails. With Gal- franchise Gal- back there. Gal- yeah. And uh, kids are having fun again. <laughs> uh, David, crack jo- beers. David Johnson, 53 on the ground, 55 through the air, two touchdowns for him. Brandon Cooks, your wide receiver one. He went bonkers. 186 and two touchdowns for Brandon Cooks. Tyler Lockett, what's up, pal? Tilo, 130 and a touch. Does he do it again, Matt Harmon? The funny part about this is, like, you know, we were all at Star Wars on Thursday. I wasn't even watching this game, and suddenly, right as the movie's about to start, my phone starts blowing up with people tweeting at me about it. And it's like, well, you know that. Wait, what? I hate when you're not watching a game live and, like, like you get all these texts, and you're like, ah. Yeah, right. Ah, Whatever. But it was like, cool. Uh, Yeah, so, you know, good for him. He played uh, 63% of the plays, which is good to see. That was second behind, uh, behind. 
Doug Baldwin, and he's actually second on the team in targets uh, in the, over the last few weeks ahead of Jimmy Graham to Doug Baldwin. So I think we're seeing Tyler Lockett close out the season well. You know, he he did everything in that game, ran good yeah, routes, made tough did. catches, and then made that deep play over the Rams' best cornerback. So. You know what's really funny, too? We talk about the whole James Sarks, Mike McCarthy thing. And by the way, if James Sarks come back, I guarantee you he's getting touches. But um, Pete Carroll, the Pete Carroll-Germain curse thing. Yeah. That's it, like the same thing. It's the exact same. Jermaine Curse is not an NFL starting wide receiver. Just stop throwing him the ball. But it is it is the same thing with like they like having him out there to run block, uh, just like they like having God. James Starks out there to pass so protect and, 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 run, and you know, run the playbook as it's designed. I mean. But I think Lockett, much Anyways, like you know, he, he will be a, a very undervalued sort of sleeper for next year. For sure. Jarvis Landry, 108 and one touchdown. I mean, I think 90% of production came on one play. Alshon Jeffrey was getting blanked in the first half. Blanked. He had he literally had zero. A target, no catches. No catches in the first half. And actually, halfway through the third, wasn't doing squat. Then he finished the game with 89 and a touch. He racked up, nice. up to, I think, 58 yards in that touchdown on one drive. I love it. Absolutely love it. But that's kind of to be expected with a new quarterback. A little bit. You know, they were talking about working after practice, building a little bit of chemistry. I wonder if that continues into week 16. I surely hope it does. I think part of it is that, honestly, Matt Barkley hasn't necessarily locked in on any one guy. Mm-hmm. I mean, part of it is that, you know, look at the cast of characters he had with Cameron Meredith was inconsistent, Josh Bellamy. Bellamy. Oh. Um, I mean, there was nobody where it was just like, hey. Deontay Thompson. Right. There's nobody where Matt Barkley stood back there and said, you know what, this is my guy. This I trust you dude. implicitly. So, yeah, yeah why not? But, I, but Barkley has started to lock in on Meredith, and then hopefully Alshon now takes that number two role. All right, it's crazy how many passes he's throwing. My God. I know. It's insane. Uh, let's talk about who was bad in week 15. Leading the list, no question about it, Aaron Rodgers. Not that he was bad in real life. His uh, his teammates didn't help him out. I was Yeah. I think Gelhart pointed that out. And, you know, if he was here right now, I'm sure he'd say something about this. Like that, you know, Devontae Adams had two crucial 2015 like drops. I think oh, my both God. of them were in the end zone. Yeah. Were, yes. Yeah. Both of them were in the end zone. Uh-huh. Jordy Nelson had a couple of drops that would have gone. One was in for, the end zone, I think. For, yeah, for big plays, too. So was really just kind of on the wrong side of uh, of variance there. And, like, that. <laughs> yeah. You, you got a good deke streak out of it. It's because Rodgers played really well. It just yeah, you know, it was had, exactly. had some bad fantasy luck. And, like, again, you know, that Didn't happens. get that touchdown. I mean, that's basically what it came down to. He, right. he was fine. A 252 yeah. through the air and 19 rush yards. If he added a touchdown, he would, totally would have been fine. Wouldn't even be having this conversation. But, unfortunately, he did not. And he had less than double-digit touch or du- double digit, uh, fantasy points. And if you're in Week 15, <laughs> you were relying on Aaron Rodgers. Sorry, pal. Yeah. I actually, oh, boy. I actually went up against a Rodgers-Adams-Nelson stack and beat, beat the other guy. Because, there you go. Uh, they fought. Right. I like it. Uh, Derek Carr for Oakland. I, I could not have told you this performance was coming. Yeah. 213 through the air. So the yardage really wasn't there. He had a touchdown and an interception. He had 11 fantasy points as standard. By the way, Tom Savage had 10 fantasy points. Oi. I don't I don't know where that performance came out of, but he didn't look sharp at all. No, and he hasn't looked great the last couple of weeks. He's got that finger right. injury, man. Yeah, I mean the finger injury may you have something what? to do with it. That's true. Um That's true. You know, obviously the week before, short week on the road at Kansas City, that certainly isn't conducive to having a big game. Yeah. Um and look, the Charger defense has been better. I mean, honestly, I feel like once 
once they figured things out and they started, they stopped squabbling with Joey Bosa, and he actually got there and started uh, playing. Right, that was kind of a turning point it for was. their defense. Hundred percent. So you know they've been getting after quarterbacks. They they certainly caused some pressure. So yeah, I mean the matchups haven't been great. Derek Carr has not played great football, but you know this week they got the Colts. I got to think Mike McCoy's going to get fired too this offseason. You you would think. But man, there are some interesting landing spots. I know this isn't fantasy relevant, but there are some interesting landing spots for coaches next year cuz I think San Diego's going to be a fine team. I know Philip Rivers is getting a little bit older, but that's he's still a, a very, you know, mm-hmm. plus quarterback, uh a B quarterback. Yeah. Uh, well, all I know is whoever takes the San Diego job, the first question I would ask is, yes. um, how's our strength and conditioning? How's, I would, uh, yeah. how's our training staff? Seriously. Seriously. I mean, because they, they just can't keep you. And it's not like this was a one-year thing with everybody getting hurt. This has been multiple yes, years. Yeah, at least now. the second yeah. year in a row. No, no, yeah. it's true. It's and, and, you know, I would also ask, where are we playing football? Too? It's true. There's also that. It's also that. There's also that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, yeah, no, I think Jacksonville's an interesting landing spot. is going to be a very interesting landing spot, too, because, again, when we start talking about Jacksonville and L.A., I love the fact that they have uh, nice defenses set in place there. I think L.A.'s really interesting because they've got Todd Gurley and Jared Goff, Ugh. and that well, – I I would I I know this is like and we could go really down the rabbit hole in this discussion even though you know yeah. maybe some of our listeners don't care but like I think both those jobs have a lot of unappealing aspects to both of them. Are you talking so about upper management there? I'm t- well, I'm talking about management. I'm the talk- rosters both are fine. I don't think the rosters are all that good, man. Like you know, I don't think it was just coaching that's holding these two teams back. I mean, like you mentioned, L.A. Yeah, they've got some good players on defense. They theoretically have a talented running back who hasn't been able to make good of an awful situation, but that's it, though. Basically, after that, you also don't have any draft picks. You're tied to a quarterback, you know, that you're going to – you have to accept him as your starter, you know, whether you want to or not. It's true. In Jacksonville, maybe you have a little bit more leeway, but probably not because they retained the general manager. They've also whiffed on a ton of draft picks. I think they have, like, really three good players in Jacksonville, too. On offense. Their defense is good. I don't even know if they have three good players on offense. <laughs> I think they might have maybe one. <laughs> Doesn't matter for all right, okay. Well, all right. All right, drops on. machine. All right, listen. Live back here. <laughs> all right, listen. We'll move on. All right, fine. Um, where was I here? Uh, Adrian, oh, we'll go to the running back position in terms of who was back. Adrian Peterson, can we talk about this, man? Yes, let's talk about this. I mean, why are y'all playing Adrian Peterson? Yeah. We told you not to. Every, pretty much. We I all think, told you not to do it. I think most almost every but fantasy analyst. It was pretty <laughs> universal. Yeah. Why are y'all playing Adrian Peterson? The thing is, look, we didn't think he was going to come back this week. We thought he was going to come back for week 16 and right. the matchup was bad. And we did one of those instant debates on the website. like, And we all agreed, don't play Adrian Peterson week 16. And then the news comes out Friday. Oh, he's going to play. And everyone's like, it's against the Colts. They give up a lot of points to running backs. It doesn't matter. Like, he's coming off this long layoff with an injury. The Vikings have the worst run offense in the entire league. Right. And look what happens. He flops. And it, was, it wasn't like he was dropping, you know, 100-yard games when he was healthy. Right. I mean, he was still running two-point-whatever yeah, yards. No, I think it was less than that, actually. It was one point. You, he aver- oh, yeah, my he God. Aver- it, was it, was, it was under two yards It was under carry. two yards per carry. And, and it wasn't even like he had 0. 0.8 and one and then, like, three. In, you know, he had under two yards carry in both those games. And then this was the, you know, I remember, what were we talking about this back in preseason? You know, it was like, and I said, Adrian Peterson is a, is a two down back. And, and James, I think you asked like, was that, is that even a hot take anymore? And like, he played 12 plays in this game because they fell behind right away. And then yeah. Jarek McKinnon caught nine passes on nine targets. Like he's a, I wrote this in the opportunity report and was 
probably being a little bit of a jerk when I said it, but what a shock. I said, you know, Adrian Peterson is now a glorified, parentheses, barely, two-down back. Like, that's what he is. I mean, he's not even a good two-down I mean, back. He was a two-down back last year. So Somebody asked – somebody tweeted me, I think, the other day about Peterson, like – Oh man, he's gonna look. He's gonna look great reviving his career with the Patriots next year. I was like, why would they want to downgrade on the Garrett Blunt? It's oh. true. No, no, that's actually true. Though. That's actually true. No, that's, <laughs> I'm not being actually, I'm not being facetious. Yeah, why would they want to do that? That's actually true. Uh, can we talk about the Rocky Mountain Jeremy Hill, Devontae Booker? He's dead now, right, bro? I mean, uh, yeah, 33 yards total. The entire total. Broncos run game is dead. I mean, Justin Forsett is they, walking in off the street. At yeah. the other end of 30. And completely cooked. As a team, the Broncos running backs have combined for 25 rush attempts in the last two games total. If you're C.J. Anderson, you just walk into the office and you're like, look, um, we're going to sit down and we're going to renegotiate my contract. Yeah. <laughs> for real. Um, oh, 33 man. plays to, for four set to 28 for Booker. I don't know how much of it is talent level. I don't know how much of it is the offense. Um, I know for a fact that the defenses don't respect Trevor Simeon and those outside guys. They're going one-on-one every time. Yeah. I mean, Booker will be an interesting one to kind of watch film on in the offseason. Um, I, I, it's not going to be good. It probably won't be, but I'm I, I'm just curious to see whether or not he can be – I don't want to overstate this, but – I won't say he won't he won't bounce back and have a Melvin Gordon like return, but well, basically because he's got C.J. Anderson in front of him, right? But all but I mean mostly in the sense of can he take that big step forward? I mean the the difference I think is that last year I think we saw Melvin Gordon start to kind of get it at the end of the year, whereas uh-huh. we haven't seen the light come on for Booker no. yet. All right, he's 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 old too. You know, for a, for, for a rookie a rookie running back. I mean, it's still relatively young, though. I yeah. know, but I mean, just what is he? Twenty like four? He's gonna be twenty five next year. Yeah, I'd be like my age. That's like ancient we, for me. We saw him excel <laughs> as a true. we saw him excel as a change about. of pace behind C.J. Uh, Anderson. I know. Maybe I think, maybe that's what he is—a change of pace guy. All right, there you go, Kenneth Farrell. I was, I mean, I put him on the disappointment list because I know he's a rookie. I know he's unheralded, but he's going against Oakland. Oakland had given up, I think, about 130 yards per game rushing, um, even though they've been better defensively still against running backs. They've been still pretty bad. Uh, but 53 yards in a fumble, We, I, I figured even if the talent level wasn't there, the volume dictated that you play Kenneth Farrow. Yep. And I think a lot of folks played Kenneth Farrow. Uh, I did. In I, week 15. I, I, I know that I did. That was a massive too. disappointment. Yeah, hey, and to be fair, you talk about the volume. He saw 17 touches, which was less than he saw the week before. But Ronnie Hillman was active in this game and caught, and he had seven carries for 34 yards, which isn't impressive either. 17 was his long run, which is kind of what Ronnie Hillman does. A bunch of crappy runs and then one like, oh, that was an interesting little run too. Yeah. But I, I, th- and I think that's a problem with Farrow. And, you know, it's kind of goes back to that point about like we were talking about with Tyler Boyd and Brandon LaFell like sometimes in that first game off injury you're not prepared to put in the game plan but then you do and then you saw that in this one like when Hillman wasn't active in the game where Gordon went down they just had to give the ball to Farrell all the time they did not have to do that against Oakland this week all right Antonio Brown letting fantasy managers down in, in, in a potential championship style game five targets two receptions 58 yards uh, I mean, it just it's it's funny because Antonio it happens sometimes a few times a year with Antonio Brown where you know he can have a 200 yard game and then sometimes he just has the these one off random 38 yard type games. I mean, yeah, I mean it happens with pretty much all guys. I mean, we've talked about Julio yeah. Jones it's putting true. together some stinkers. OBJ, you know, OBJ, like it just. It happens. You you hope if you have him on your fantasy roster, you hope it doesn't happen this time of year. You would prefer that it happens yeah. in like week seven right. as opposed right. to like week 15. 
But what are you going to do? It's out of your control. Can we talk about Mike Evans, though? Eight targets, four receptions, 59 yards against a Dallas secondary that is not good. I know that they got tremendous pressure up front on Jameis Winston, and I get that. But Mike Evans, as of late, am I wrong? Am I am I speaking out of turn here and saying that Mike Evans, as of late, has not been great? It's been what three weeks in a row, three four weeks in a row now. You're not speaking out of turn, and there's a pretty good explanation for it. And I, I wish I had caught on to this sooner, but I saw Graham Barfield tweeting about it today, and you know it makes a lot of sense. I've been talking about how the Cowboys, I mean not the Cowboys, the the Buccaneers have been playing a bit of a Cowboys type system where they've been playing slow, they've been taking a ton of time off the of the of the clock, okay, and that has bled over into affecting the rest of their offensive players. They averaged 69.9 plays per games in weeks one through 11, okay, and then over the last four weeks they've averaged 61.8 plays per game. So. I mean that's a that's a pretty substantial amount to uh, to lose. That's the 18th most it's been in the last four weeks, and the second most in weeks one through 11. So big difference. And then you saw that affect Mike Evans, who has 11, six, eight, and eight targets in that span, and he averaged 12 to begin the season. It is a big reduction, but it's not like they're at the end of the in terms of they're they're still relatively middle in the pack in terms of running plays. It's though. a big drop off to go from second most yeah. like they were in the first 11 weeks to right. being 18th most. That's a pretty sizable, especially cuz they're they're running the ball more now than they were earlier with yeah, Martin. That's true. Back. That's true. All right. Um so I guess my question then is moving forward, Mike Evans, let, let's say you had Mike Evans, let's say you survived week 15, can you trust him in week 16? You got to start. Like, him. Do you have a choice? Hey. I guess not. You got to start him against not. the Saints. Okay, it's good the, spot. The thing is, like a couple of weeks ago, the Saints seemed like a lock, like number one matchup for Mike Evans. Like he's yeah. going to go off, and they played the Saints not this week, but two weeks ago, and now they play the Saints again in week sixteen. So he disappointed uh, against the Saints. He did. That and was it, one of those three games where he only had like less than forty yards. And then in, in that game, the Saints, who lead the NFL in plays run, and I like I mentioned, ran eighty three yesterday. They only ran fifty eight plays in that game against the Bucks, and that was, that was game. in New Orleans too. This one is in Tampa Bay, if I'm yeah. not mistaken. So this is, I mean, that's going to be the key. If the Bucks can get the Saints on their script, okay, then then that would not be good for Mike Evans. But if the Saints can get the Bucks on their script, right. that would be good for Mike Evans. T.Y. Hilton, a disappointment. Seven targets, three receptions, 45 yards. This despite the fact that I think Andrew Luck actually had a really good game yeah. considering the expectations. And Dante Moncrief was out. Dante Moncrief was out. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the big problem for Hilton – well, first off, this is like you know when you play fantasy baseball and you see some team scores like you know twenty three runs, and your guy yeah. goes one for four, with, right. uh, With with nothing, right? Yeah. Exactly. Like, but you know what worked? I think kind of against a lot of the Colts players, at least in the passing game, was that they got up so big so fast. Yeah. This one that it just changed everything they did because even you know Andrew Luck's numbers were, you know, I mean he had a decent game. I think he had eighteen points, like the two hundred and fifty yards and a couple of touchdowns. Had that game been competitive, I mean, yeah. he could have had a potentially a, a much bigger day. But at some point, they just didn't need him to do anything else. And, yeah. and the two touchdowns, he threw 50 yards uh, on three catches and a touchdown to Eric Swope. Yeah. Right. <laughs> the number three tight end. Right. Who did, who did play a lot, to, to be fair. And then he threw another 50-yard bomb to Philip Dorsett, and that was literally all Dorsett did all day was that one target for 50 yards and a touchdown. So you just had bad luck with T.Y. Hilton that they – Boat race the Vikings. All right, what do we make of Amari Cooper? Three targets, one reception, twenty-eight yards. Uh, I mean, <laughs> this is this. This is kind of who he is, right? Yeah, I was gonna is, say, is that true though? I mean, he's a supremely this, talented right, guy. But that's he's got thing. a big arm quarterback. The ceiling I mean, for him is sky high, okay. but he's going to give you these. I mean, 
And it's not like the Chargers are a lockdown defense. I mean, come on. He, no. did, he did see a lot of KCA where he's played well lately. But, I mean, just this is – I don't know. I just feel like this is kind of who he is. Like, okay. there's the potential for him to be great. I mean, that's he's right now currently the wide receiver 11 as we record this. He's Amazing. over 1,000 yards. Amazing. The other part of it is that he doesn't seem to score a lot of touchdowns. He does not. But, I mean, let's – I was tweeting about this today. Like, let's just be honest with the fact that Cooper is closing a second season. You know, it is his only second season, but it's second season in a row. Yeah. He's closing it very slow, but I think that there's a real honest conversation to have that he is at best the 1A, and I think you're being generous if you're calling him the 1A in the Raiders' offense. Michael Crabtree's averaging 9.1 targets per game. Cooper's averaging 8.4 targets per game. You know, Cooper sees a lot of the top cornerbacks, but Crabtree gets more looks. This is the second year in a row in which Crabtree will out-target Amari Cooper well, if the pace holds up. I'll, I'll, I'll counter-argue you this, because I just think Michael Crabtree is, if you can't say he's the 1A, because he is so much more guardable. Yeah. Oh, I, I don't think Santa so either. He uh, is more guardable, but I think he's the guy that Derek Carr trusts the most. When they when they need a catch, when they need to move the chains, I think he's more likely to look at Crabtree, maybe even Seth Roberts before he looks at Amari Cooper. And I, but I, but again, I think that's only because Cooper is drawing top coverage. I, and I agree. I agree with you. But it doesn't change the fact that that's what what for has happened now for that what's happened now for two years. That yeah. This is exactly the way okay. it's been. Cooper is going to finish on, on pace again. 133 targets. He, that's only three more than he saw last year. Yeah. You know. So I just think this is this is kind of what we're developing into and is what it is. And there's really no reason that that can change him okay. to get over that 130 or 140 target threshold as long as Crabtree is there. And Oakland wants to run the ball. They yeah. they rank 12th exactly. in, in run percentage this year. Yep. So. You're right. What do you uh, Sammy Watkins, talk about a disappointment. Oh, oh, one reception, ten yards against Cleveland. Playing time also fell back down oh. to seventy percent. They were taking him off the field in the red zone. But exactly. I mean, when you got LeSean- in week fifteen, he played on ninety-four percent of the offensive snaps. Uh, the week prior, he was sixty-eight percent. What was he this week? Back down to about sixty-four. It was under seventy. Weird. Is it fair to say Oy. Sammy Watkins is Amari Cooper in a worse <laughs> offense? And with less competition around, him. I don't know. I don't know if it's the same situation. I think the problem, like apparently he said before the game, he's playing at eighty to ninety percent. It's just, I think it's just like going to be. Oh Jesus! But that's just, just who gonna, he is. Yeah, we're now. just we're just going to go back, this especially is, this year. Like for the rest of this season, for sure, and you know, hopefully next like, year it turns around. Did he say he was a hundred percent three weeks ago? I think that's the problem. Like he keeps that dude ain't a hundred percent. He no. keeps coming up and then having setbacks and yeah. coming. I don't. I, I think this is the game you're going to play with yeah. Sam. I'll Blake. tell you. I'll tell you right now. Next year he's on definitely not draftable for me. And he's becoming one of those guys that I just don't want any part of because there's just too many issues. I mean, he has suffered so many lower body injuries <sighs> yeah, it's a lot. in his young career. There's just I just can't do it. I just cannot do it. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see what Sammy Watkins next year. All right, let's do daily daps and get out of here. Um, franchise? Well, this is the part where we... This is the part where we... This is the part where we... Oh, man. Oh, boy. I lost the drop. What do you want from me? I don't know what I'm doing. You're like the third string producer, so we don't even have a real producer, much less, you know... Now we're working with franchise back there. Jesus. It's it's our drunk Matt uncle, Harmon, basically. Who's an idiot. <laughs> oh, cool. Great. <laughs> He's got he the found, He found that one. Found that one. <laughs> oh, yeah. You found a drop. Bro, I've been uh, here the whole time. <laughs> this is wonderful. This is wonderful. Wait. 
Anyone want some tea? Oh, you just played a drop of yourself. I know. Damn right. It's wonderful. I love it. All right. All right. Daily dap time. Matt Franchise, we'll start with you. Uh, I'm going to go uh, do an easy one here. I'm going to okay. daily daps Arby's for tweeting me on my birthday. Yes. Oh, incredible. my gosh. Please tell the people they, the story. Okay. This is awesome. So, so the official Arby's Twitter account, you yeah. know, there's this ongoing joke of Arby's in the fantasy world now. All right. Um, Gelhar was involved in a Twitter conversation with them earlier in the week, and I, he told me about it, and I looked at it, and then I followed Arby's the day before my birthday. Yes. So then the next day comes along, and Arby's tweets at me and says, hey, hey, we're, we're on to you, Franciscovich. You followed us the day before your birthday. Like, we're on, we're on to you. Yeah. And included a photo where they put my name on a little name tag of a gift box that said franchise. It was like a personalized photo right. with like a stack of, of sandwiches in the background and a guy okay, like so now we presenting need to, this to me as my birthday gift. Right, so we need the payoff. Are they actually going to send you or have they sent you? They have not sent me anything. I, I think they're just, I think he's just getting a picture. Yeah, I don't, I don't think, I don't think he's getting actual food. Oh, come on, don't make that face. Yeah. That was awesome. But yeah, that well, was, pushing, that you're was, pushing it. It is awesome. Come on, bro. Not, it's 2016. You can't expect too many good things to happen. No, fine. That was a nice little birthday present from at Arby's. Happy birthday, by the way. Thank you. Okay. I'm old. You are very <laughs> old. Very, very old. That's my daily dad. I think you're the, uh, aren't you the second youngest person on this podcast, by the way? Or are we not letting facts get in the way of a, a Pro- good narrative? Probably. Actually, no. No, you're third. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. We're not sure. Whatever. Doesn't All I matter. know is I'm the youngest. Okay. Oh, cool. I'm filled with youth. You all are d- oh. declining rapidly. Oh. Whatever, bro. <laughs> MG, my guy, Marcus Grant, daily tap time. Uh, I'm going to keep it kind of in the food theme. Okay. Uh, ran across this blog. Yes. Called Remains of L.A. Remains of L.A. And basically, it's this person who- This is like- This sounds like a website you would find- like that you. It's like a grave search. I was going to say- Art It of, is not. <laughs> it does it, it does sound sort of creepy, but it is not. It's basically um, this person who's going through to all these old- Like, some of the oldest restaurants and eateries in Los Angeles ah. and eating there and blogging about them. Okay. So, I mean, as I look at the- You know, I, like the first one, the most recent post- uh, is at Cantor's Deli, which I love Cantor's. It's great. Uh, it's been around since 1953. It's looked exactly the same since 19... 19- I guess the original was opened in 1930. It moved to its current location in the 50s. But it's kind of all these old places. I mean, places that have been around since, you know, the the turn of the 20th century. I mean, um, it's just kind of out of the way, hole-in-the-wall places that are kind of cool and maybe have their own different flavor to them. Um, no pun intended. But, uh, you know, as somebody who likes to kind of find out-of-the-way places to eat, it's super cool. Nice. Uh, living in Los Angeles, it seems like this is like a task for me now to try to find some of these places. And if you are, you know, visiting Los Angeles and just want to know where to eat that isn't, you know, your normal touristy places, uh, this could be kind of cool. So, uh, it's, it's Pink's there. hot dogs on there. You know, I haven't scrolled all the way through. I would guess it is, but I haven't seen it just what's wrong with the pinks dude bro? you wait in line for three hours for a hot dog okay well you went at the wrong that's time true. of day that's true first no of all. because it depends i mean it's hard to find a time uh, uh it really is oh no no you're not uh, doing it right bad news D- dad's back it's a whole new world over here <laughs> guys behave guys I can, behave i can actually touch james co <laughs> act 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 oh, normal. Oh, okay, 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 oh, oh, okay. I like that I'm wrapping up that Corpo meeting I had to be in, and I'm seeing tweets about franchise taking over 
producer controls and <laughs> hilarity ensuing. I'm I like, great. I couldn't find the Daily Daps drop for a second. Yeah, oh, right. I found I it. I found it. It's okay. Oh, my God. It's a You're not allowed to edit. So, wait. What did I miss? It took him 30 seconds. Not, nothing. Better better to find out on your own. Yes. I tr- I, oh, wow. I okay. I agree. Okay. We're, 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 we're all been fired. I don't even know. Yeah. I don't even know where we're at right now. Uh, well, we're dab- at the, the, the Harmon's term for Daily Dabs. Maybe? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh. Okay. All right. We're doing that. By, by the way. Matt Harmon. Who's an idiot? Okay. I like pink. By the way, I'll, no, def- I'll defend Pink. I like Pink. Pink's I, is tasty. As long what as you Pink's? don't have to, look, if you don't have to wait, it's an old hot dog stand. If you oh, don't a sandwich, have to wait, a sandwich shop, a sandwich shop. If it you don't have to wait, shop. fine. But yes. there's no reason waiting there. I agree. There's no point in waiting. Okay, now that part I agree with. Yeah, it's a hot dog. It's not okay. worth waiting. It's okay. a hot dog. Yes, God yes. Okay. Gelhar's already mad that we're going too long. On no, I don't care. I'm, I'm just like, I'm just like, I want this podcast to end so I can know what happened. I was gone. I said we've all been gone. Matt Harmon, please hit me with the Daily Dap. Well, I'm going to pass out two, rather, <laughs> briefly. Um, one, I'll start on a, on a sad note. Okay. Um, the 2016 has claimed another good life um, as the, the woman who, the grandmother who makes the what gif, oh. or the meme that is a famous gif it in is. our Slack channel, oh. has passed away. And on your Twitter handle. And I've helped it spread. Yes, it, it is right. something that, you know... You know, it's it's tough, tough, tough day. So, so daps to her uh, for becoming an internet sensation and bringing us all some joy. And uh, was thanks. it joy though? Well, for me, it was fun. We I, we all laughed when it would pop up. I yeah. mean, we'd also the gif was just like disturbingly mesmerizing because the, me- the meme is is one thing to, like to just see her like wow like yeah the meme funny. is hilarious, but then the gif where it's like rotating yeah, is like it's rough. It's weird. Sort of creepy. <sighs> anyway, so 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 daps there. Uh, to 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 a great meme and uh, just and to the woman behind it yeah to the woman behind it it was good luck in the next life um and then it's second daps daps everybody that showed up to uh Galhar and I's holiday party on Friday yeah uh, it was a was it was cool. a good time uh I remember most of it and uh, <laughs> I have more food in our refrigerator than I ever want we need to just probably get rid of it because it's all bad for us and <laughs> i'm gonna uh, eat some more tonight because i don't want to get rid of all that brother i've that, eaten it the last couple nights daily daps to alex gelhar uh your pulled pork that was awesome Pretty oh amazing. my god that yeah. was good it was good it's it like maple maple oh. bourbon recipe recipe oh. recipe recipe wow i just went super like top chef there on accident so, so, so the question really is are we going to have another party this weekend to get rid of all the booze in the house too <laughs> It's a good call. <laughs> we should probably do that, to be honest. I mean, my dad will be here, so he oh. can help. Mm-hmm. Is that true? Yeah, my dad will be here this week. We got Papa Harmon coming through? Yeah. Hal Harmon in the house. Hal Harmon. Oh, man. My, my, my real father. Tell me, his, tell me his middle initial is an H. He, no, his name is, his middle name is Hal. His middle name is Halbert. His first name is David. Oh, but it's a it's a done. it's a southern thing. He basically wanted the Triple H reference. I know. I know. Sorry to, to, to break that for you. But yeah, I'm like, my oh. uncle, his name is... Paul Frank Harmon, but okay. he's Uncle Frank. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a southern thing. thing. I, it's a West Virginia, West Virginia thing. Explain. It's a West Virginia thing. It's yeah. Virginia. Okay. okay. Not. Okay. I got you. That's West Virginia. I get it. Okay. I get it now. Uh, I will undap all these people questioning Leonard Fournette and Christian McCaffrey. Yes. Yes. And it's all these mid-tier guys. Amen. Right. It's <laughs> these like, mid-tier jobbers. They're, they're total mid-tier jobbers. <laughs> like, hey. If I was in Christian McCaffrey's shoes or if I was in Leonard Fournette's shoes, I would do anything well, to play one more game. You calling Zeke a mid-card jobber? Although that's true. Yes. Zeke? No, you know what? No, no. Because if Zeke really wanted to play one more game with his scarlet and gray brethren, he'd have come back, he'd come back to Ohio State for another season. 
I will say, and and the and that's the thing, right? Like McCaffrey and Fournette, they're doing it for business decisions, yeah! right? Like, and I get that. They're 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 skipping out on their respective bowl games because their bowl game. Where's Man, where's Fournette whatever. going? Uh, McCaffrey's going to something called the Sun, the Sun Bowl. Sun Bowl, yeah, get out of here. Well, Sun like, he's not he's not playing for the Natty. He's the Sun Bowl's been around for yeah. a while, though. I know, I know it has. But, but yes, it's like the machine. it's like <laughs> it's it's like the <laughs> Belkin Armed Forces Bowl. Like, okay, that's a cool. I mean, you know, I guess if you're in college and stuff, and Belkin. you wanted to play there, that's great. I'm down, whatever. But I mean, come on, it doesn't mean anything. Where's Fournette playing? Who knows? Who knows? Some Garbo Bowl? It doesn't matter. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. matter. It doesn't matter for fans. I'm just saying. Look, these guys taking are taking a lot of liberty with the drops. <laughs> no, care. No, my God, he's going crazy with the drops, which is great. Uh, which is great. It's like our drunk uncle back there. <laughs> quite, quite frankly, I, I think our current producer doesn't do enough. <laughs> Can I play the fire <laughs> drop? No, I won't. No, that one's long. Uh, yeah. That one is long. It's almost as uh, long as the segment. <laughs> oh, for God's sake! End the show. <laughs> <laughs> but these guys are making a business decision, man. Yeah, they don't want to get hurt. And it's funny, you know, like if you were. It's funny when these guys say, "If I was in their position, I'd do." No, you wouldn't. No, you would not. That's what's funny about it. Also, no, you would not. If you were set to make millions and millions of dollars, yes. but you're going to play an exhibition game where you could potentially lose millions and millions of dollars, you no, you would not. You're lying to yourself if you're saying you would make that. If you would make a different decision, I agree. You're lying to yourself. People I have agree. pointed out like Jalen Smith is the most yep. uh, on, recent man. one. He lost probably twenty dollars, twenty million dollars worth of money, of money because money. he went from being a consensus top five pick to uh, you know second rounder. That's what I'm. I and mean, that's that's a. He's still yeah. He's still getting paid a bunch of money right now, and he got an insurance claim, but he lost a, a ton guess, of money. And so what I'm saying is, look, if you. At least be honest with yourself enough to say, you know what? I'm not sure what I would do. Yeah, exactly. Now, you know. I'm not saying I'm not saying every single one of you would be like Christian McCaffrey or Leonard Fournette and for sure skip out. But you got to at least be honest with yourself enough to say, I'd have to take that into strong and heavy consideration. So strong, as a matter of fact, I'm not going to flame these guys for not playing in right. their respective garbage. Another, another good take is uh, Come on, kind of off the same thing. Jen Lane, uh, she's the Tampa Bay Buccaneers reporter for yeah. ESPN Nation, NFL right. Nation. She said, I don't want to hear from these talking heads anymore. I want to hear what Marcus Lattimore and Jalen Smith and all of these guys who have had big injuries in their final games, their collegiate careers, that have caught. I mean, like, Marcus Lattimore, his injury cost him his career. Yeah. yeah. It did. Yeah, and I and, and so I, I guess I'll just close out by saying this, right? Like, it, it I didn't feel any kind of way about Christian McCaffrey or Leonard. I Fortnite. said good for them. I I mean I, I didn't even go that far because I could see both sides. Is what I'm saying. I could absolutely see these guys saying, you know what? I do want to play one more college career, hold on to my youth for one more day. I'm I'm totally down for that too. Your decision. I'm totally down for that. I didn't think of it any kind of way. I heard I heard Christian McCaffrey. <laughs> Time to shed the bowl game. <laughs> shed the bowl game. I heard McCaffrey wasn't playing. I said, "Oh, okay, that's interesting." And I moved on. Then I saw all these people get all fired up about these well, guys you know, not playing. You know, I, guys can't go against the grain on Twitter without so getting stupid. some. It's so stupid. Some backlash. Man, that's dumb. Shed that's the dumb. bowl game. Uh, I will end on a positive note. Daily daps to Eric Thomas, the hip hop preacher. I've dapped him before, but I, I saw one of his videos today, and I got super motivated. And I was talking to franchise about this today. Man, look, I know we live a blessed life here, and I know we got the best job in the world. But, bro, when you start hitting week 15, man, <laughs> it's, uh, that motivation, man, it dips. 
that motivation dips. Yeah. It does. It does. Um, it does. And I tell you, uh, I watched this Eric Thomas video, and I got fired up, and I, and I was ready to go, and I'm like, the you know what? hip-hop preacher pumped Yeah, up. man. E.T., the hip-hop preacher, fired me up yet again. <laughs> so daily daps to him for giving me a little boost of energy on this Monday as we enter week 16. We are just now, what, uh, a week and a half away, really. Yep. Being done with fantasy. Thank yep. God. We're two and a half weeks away. <laughs> We're two and a half weeks away from me missing it. So there you go. <laughs> oh, right. I know. Yeah, we'll be watching the playoffs. We won't, we won't be tilting over our lineups. And I know. Like, like, oh, man, man. I miss yeah. it. You're not going to freak yeah, out over man. your playoff challenge lineup? <laughs> no. Disagree. I will be happy to be rid of fantasy. <laughs> oh, you will not. Stop it. Uh, Whiskit from Wisconsin, Daily Dap. I'm assuming we already dapped Rogue One. Somebody no, we did no. not. We did oh, not. well, good. Well, daps to Rogue One. We were all there minus James Coe. Sorry, I bro. I know. Uh, but yeah, very dude. much. I, I wasn't there Francis. either. <laughs> wasn't there. You're just going to leave me out? You were off uh, a no, chance you're, to go. You're, you're, you're behind the glass. You yeah, don't, I was you referring don't, to you people don't count. You don't in matter the studio. <laughs> God. You're, you're, you're a, uh, another out of plebe. I also want to give a daily dap to La La Land. The second movie from Damien Chazelle, he did Whiplash a couple oh, years okay. ago with yeah. J.K. Simmons and Miles Teller, and this has Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone, and it is a kind of a it's a it's a musical. The first opening number is wow, they shut down they shut they shut down <laughs> one of the freeways in Los Angeles and did a whole musical number on it, so that was pretty fun to see. But it's a great like throwback and love letter to Los Angeles and Hollywood musicals it's and stuff a like musical. that. It's good. Huh. Like you if when you go see it, you'll come out of it if you're not like humming some of the songs like. I saw it Saturday, and then Sunday morning when I was doing inactives and other stuff, uh, waiting for the gang to get in, I was rocking out to that soundtrack. So cool. yeah, I've been like hearing it. good things. It's it's really good. They it's were uh, there were airplanes actually sky riding La La Land on Saturday. I was at the dog park in Hollywood. Huh. Nice, but no, I thoroughly enjoyed it. the The numbers are great. The music is great. The performances are great, and it's it's really really well directed. So nice. all the hype and Golden Globes and whatnot are deserved for La La Land. So. It's only like 200 theaters right now, but I imagine it'll go wider soon. So when it comes to your area, go see it. Uh, can I share one more story? I know I've been going long on Daily Dads. Well, ah, whatever. <laughs> this podcast is clearly off the rails. 148 <laughs> minutes long. <laughs> uh, speaking of Rogue One, right? I haven't seen it. I, I really want to see it. Um, and obviously, it is extremely poor form uh, to give spoilers regarding R- Rogue One. Haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. Okay. Okay, look. So... I'm, we're in the NFL media newsroom, and Dave Damashek asked Michael Fabiano, have you seen this movie? And he's like, of course I have. I loved it. And then they start breaking down why it's the second or third best. And I'm like, bro. I, uh, and I and I asked. You sit right by Fab, I too. I sit you right sit like- next to Fab. And he's, by the way, he's the worst guy about, quote, unquote, not giving spoilers <laughs> and giving spoilers. Yeah. Hey, 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 hey. This isn't a spoiler. But man, you gotta wait until ten minutes into this movie. You're not gonna believe it, yeah. <laughs> brother. That's a spoiler. Yeah, you brother, go, that is go, a spoiler. Like, stop. Got up and was like, I have to leave this place. And then, and, like, no, because I, out of the I, room. I looked at Dave Damashek and I yeah. said, and I said, bro, just so I know, are you going to give spoilers? Yeah. And they said, no, we're not gonna give spoilers. I'm like, all right, cool. So I'm doing some work, and Dave Damashek's like, oh my gosh, can you believe X, Y, and Z? God. And I'm like. Rude. And I'm like, what the F? And he's like, that's not a spoiler. I'm like, yes, it is. <laughs> and then, and then, yes, it is. And then Brad Pitt asked, what's in the box? I mean, and I don't want to spoil it for you, but it's her head. Oh. <laughs> spoiler alert. No, and, and, and that's what, that's the crazy part. Like, they, they think that spoiler alerts are only explicit, plot, like, explicit yeah. plot lines. Right. No. 
No. Here's the here's the thing. They start giving up Easter eggs, and I'm like, oh my god, Here- I. I am going to reach across this table and slap somebody. The this one, crazy. the one that is spoiling cannot dis- dictate what is, whether, it is, what whether right. you spoil right. something right. or not. Because so you already Agreed. know. Oh, it's so bad. It's you so bad. are, and you are within the statute of oh my of gosh, sp- spoiltation. By the way, oh my god, I just, I think I was so, and so it's funny, like right? So days. they start going down this other thing about Easter eggs, and I'm like, nope, I'm out. I am out. I got up and I left the room. But that you is did. my. You stormed out. Oh my gosh, I was so heated. You stormtroopered out. <laughs> oh. Wow. I think this is time. It's yeah. time. Yeah, it's time. It's that's time. enough. Okay. It's time. All right. Okay, that's this it. Podcast is. Do you even know uh, how to? Do you know which drop now. ends the show? Oh, hey. there it is. Hey, for our fourth string producer, Matt Franchise. Fourth string. <laughs> MG by guy Marcus Grant, West Virginia's finest, Matt Harmon, Alex Gelhar, I'm James Coe. We're out. See you later. Franchise is just sitting at home with his pants off drinking bourbon. <laughs> Facts. So you guys are just sitting here with your pants on drinking bourbon. So hey, 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 and hey, I hey, never, I, I have never bourbon. drank bourbon in this office. Many people say <sighs> that Matt Harmon drinks bourbon in the office. Sad. Sad. <laughs> you, you guys are sad. All right. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. When you pull up to game night in the all-new Camry, but it's actually bingo night. Mini golf, anyone? It's a Camry vibe. The all new, all hybrid Camry, Toyota. Let's go places. Burgers are best fresh from the grill. Well, more specifically, burgers with Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. It's so rich and creamy that it instantly makes any burger irresistible. And what backyard barbecue is complete without some potato salad? Not just any potato salad, of course. Potato salad highlights the rich, creamy goodness of Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. So if you want to take your barbecue season to the next level, stock up on Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. For great recipe ideas, visit hellmans.com.